0: All right, everybody. Welcome to the second episode of the Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit podcast. This is Mike and Robert's here with me. Uh, we're pretty excited to start episode number two, and um, yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be an excellent show. It's our it's our second podcast, so we're pretty much pros by now. I mean, I think I'd say we figured everything out by now, wouldn't you, Robert?
1: No, no, I wouldn't. But um, we're we're coming along. You know, we're figuring out all this, this crap. And so we're just going to start this thing, right? So, first of all, let's go ahead and, and just say if you, uh, you want to find us on Twitter, which is where we're mainly active, you're going to find us at LLNP Podcast. And then on our website, you can find us at Life, Liberty, and Pursuit Blog.
0: And that's where we'll have all these episodes posted that you have come to love so much after the first episode. After the first, yeah,
1: exactly, after the first one. So we're going to go ahead and just dive in on the role of religion that's in our society at this point and kind of ask ourselves, is it taking over? Is it good for society to have religion or no religion? So we're going to kind of go on with like a a little history of, of the U.S. So... We were, we were kind of born out of Christian values. I'd say Judeo-Christian values. You know, the, the main ones, the Ten Commandments, you could say, kind of are a framework of our Constitution in a sense. You can't kill. You know, you shouldn't steal. You know, you shouldn't lie. All that other crap, right? That's pretty much in every fabric of society. Even, even Islam. That's a big thing. But the biggest thing is that with Christians, what we do, right, and even in the U.S., right, we we don't kill somebody if they violate this. Not necessarily. Death penalty is one thing. But if you steal something, we're not going to kill you, right? That's where Islam has fallen behind. They haven't really progressed from this, what I'll kind of say, is more of a, you know, substandard at this point in, in human rights, right? I mean— what what's your thought on that mike
0: that it's definitely an interesting interesting parallel yeah i mean in the united states and i would say most developed countries absolutely <laughs> obviously you're not going to be facing a death penalty as a as a criminal offense for violating a religious tenant i would i would argue that even some of our uh most bizarre cults here in the United States, out in uh, on the the wacky state of California, and across the Midwest, um, I, I would say even they are not executing members for violating uh, their their religious tenets, if that's what you want to call them. I don't know. I mean, Koresh being a uh, an obvious uh, side note there. Yeah,
1: and the FBI but burned his yeah, shit to the good ground, point, Robert.
0: <laughs> it's fairly fairly safe to be a Christian in the United States.
1: Well, for now. For now. I mean, if you look at um, at Germany, for example, right now, you know, they are having the the Sharia police is what they're calling it. So where the, these Islamic groups, these gangs are going around even to nightclubs and threatening people for going inside, for drinking alcohol, for, for, for women, for dressing without, you know, a sheet over their entire freaking body with just their eye holes. You know, I mean, it's just it's crazy even the germans have said it's enough i don't want that to happen in the u.s and i have a funny feeling that at this point in time it's we're getting closer and closer to kind of establishing those as a norm even here
0: that's it's kind of it's interesting that you say that because it's i can definitely see where you're coming from with that point of view but with the United States as a whole, you could almost argue that we're moving further and further away from uh, incorporating religion in our daily lives um, to where probably to most American citizens, uh, it's becoming less and less important where when you have these immigrant groups and other settlements of of these really strong intense-based faiths, such as the Islam, Islamic enclaves, uh, where that is the ultimate most important thing in their lives. It's an interesting juxtaposition. So, on the one hand, I definitely see where you're coming from, and that seems like a real concern. But uh, definitely, for probably most, I would say, mainstream Americans, it's kind of a different picture, I would say. Well, mainstream Americans,
1: you know, maybe more toward the middle and to the right, you're correct. But at this point in time, do you not think that Islam is getting a free pass from the progressive left?
0: No, absolutely. I, I would agree with you there. Uh, I would, I would absolutely say that the uh, the left would seemingly embrace Islam in, and going so far that they don't want to be offensive towards any group. They're definitely, I would say, isolating Christians for one in America. In favor of of Islam's I- Islamic um, adherence, absolutely. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. Um, so t- to kind of g- go further than that, you you look at the left, and you know, it, it's almost like they think that Islam is the most, uh, you know, I, I, how victimized group on the planet. You know, why why do the left why why do they think that that Christians are terrible? When here we are, you know, I mean, yes, there's, Christians can be anti-gay and anti-abortion and all this other crap, right? But Islamic people are killing people over this, right? Orlando, for example, that nightclub, do you think that guy is just a, a, a good guy that was a little mentally crazy? No. He was an Islamic terrorist. And he's going around shooting gay people. Why in the hell are the left defending people that Obviously don't like that group, but also are terrible to women. Where are the feminists on this?
0: Well, I want to go back to your point just a second ago about the Orlando nightclub shooting, uh, just because it brings up an interesting point with the left and and the claims of defending that that action. It's it's really I don't say I don't think that they're necessarily def- defending the terrorist actions, but they can't really seem to draw the distinction between. Uh, between people who who follow that faith and the terrorist side of that group, because I definitely think there are more moderate Islams, uh, Islamic. I keep saying they're Islams, but you know, Muslims. Well, Muslims. I get what you're saying. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Um, there's definitely more moderate Muslims who don't believe in the in the terrorist aspect of of some of the more radical Islam groups that are committing these, ter- like horrible terrorist activities all across the world Uh, the ones in Orlando um, in Paris all of these activities it just seems that the left is almost refuses to draw that distinction
1: well where where are these moderates where are they where are they sitting there just absolutely just sitting silent while these things happen they're, they're not vocal about being anti-terrorist, in my opinion. I've, I've seen a couple Probably of them Probably because and they're there,
0: facing but... a death penalty.
1: Well, okay, so <laughs> therein lies the problem. <laughs> you see, Islam still has not progressed in society. They're stuck in the 14th century. And I hate, I hate to I don't want to say that they're all savages. They're clearly not. You know, we have plenty of good Muslim people here in the United States. But they need to start speaking out against this stuff and they're just now starting to but i don't want to be called a racist just because you know i i think that terrorist activities are terrible and on that same note we can go ahead and talk about mr Clockmed, med who brought his damn bomb clock to school just now coming back into the news he's back in texas you know and crying that he's he's You know, the the cops were racist for trying to arrest him because he brought what everybody, even Bill Maher, who we know is probably the most left wing person out there, says it looks exactly like a bomb. Where do we go wrong there, Mike? uh,
0: Oh, my goodness. Uh, I would have to say that I I think most people about right about now, I think most people are really starting to pick up on the the hoax nature of the the uh, clock bomb uh, incident of last summer. I mean even some of the more liberal uh, outposts uh, from like the Washington Post, their articles covering the the lawsuit are starting to sound almost satirical in nature. Uh, it, the amount of outpouring and just head over heels fawning for this kid with his with his radio Shack, um clock that he he pulled out was absurd last summer and you know a few of us caught on to that fact pretty quick but he took i think think everyone else is slowly catching on especially
1: well no i just said he took the case off of a clock from the 1970s put it in a pencil case and called it a clock that he made (laughs) it's a hoax from the beginning just just to stir up this bs Well, I
0: think I think anyone, especially, it's just abundantly clear now that it was obviously just a tool for his father to uh, basically milk a a publicity campaign just from day one. Uh, He, you know, Ahmed or Ahmed, he took his tour around the United States visiting with all those. First of all, Mike,
1: you got to say Ahmed, right? I think there you go. I think that's better. Continue your point. Sorry close, for interrupting.
0: Huh? I was going to say, he got the Zuckerberg red carpet treatment last summer. Obama, I mean, all kinds of stuff going on last summer. His family moved to Qatar, which he seemed pretty jazzed about at the time, if I recall correctly, at where, whereas now he's just kind of, uh, you know, lamenting the boredom that is ensuing over in Qatar. Well, Yet, yeah,
1: the grass is always greener on the other side, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know how much grass there is in Qatar. It just seems like a sandy city in the <laughs> middle of uh, nowhere. But that's that's not, what do I know? I'm pretty sure $15 million would uh, make me uh, pretty content wherever I laid my head down to sleep at night. He's, Although, he's not going to um, get
1: that. Irving is going to fight him tooth and nail. It's not going to happen.
0: You think so? Or do you think they'll just settle just to get him out and done with?
1: They'll most likely settle because they're afraid <laughs> of him, and they shouldn't be. They should go after the kid. And not only that, they should go after his entire family and his, uh, for really just putting on a hoax because it's not a crime necessarily as until you start bringing the fraud aspect into it. So if he starts accepting money and scholarships because of this, that's fraud, and he should be prosecuted for that, as should his, his parents.
0: Well, and I would say, like, in this day and age, you really can't fault the teacher for for her reaction. I don't think you can fault the police. It's not like we kept the kid caged up in captivity for, like, 12 days without reading him his rights. I mean, we didn't just put him on a first-class ticket all the way to Gitmo just from day one out of the detention center. So I'm just saying, like, I think... I think there's some wiggle room in well, today's in today's world. Imagine,
1: imagine for a second that the teachers hadn't have taken that precaution, or the police have not have shown up, and then something had happened. Keep in mind, this is a kid whose sister had made a threat to blow up the school. Now, it wasn't a real threat. She might have said it joking in passing, but she said it. So at what point, you know, and I don't want, again, this is probably going to sound a little bigoted here, but it's not really, (laughs) you know, but what what group of people is blowing shit up left and right? It is young Islamic males. So I I applaud the police for taking it seriously, and I applaud the entire district for taking it seriously, because that's a serious thing. You're talking about some kid, you know, after Sandy Hook, who got suspended. This kid was like six or seven years old, for 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 eating a pop tart and putting it into the shape of a gun and pretending to, to fucking hold it like a gun. He got suspended for that. And this kid can't get arrested and suspended for bringing a clock bomb to school.
0: Yeah, if you're getting suspended for having poor table manners, I mean, come on. I think the I think the clock the clock bomb imitation pseudo invention device is uh is fair game so
1: oh i do too and i think it's it's asinine to think that the cops did anything wrong anything wrong you know but yeah it's just it just shows the stupidity of our of our fellow americans at this point
0: well it just it speaks to the to the to the handout nature of certain you know you know what can i get for free and how can i milk this exactly you know so i yeah, I mean, this is is a good point about a uh, clock mid. Though I definitely want to segue on to another frivolous and I would argue larcenous lawsuit, just designed to tie up uh, legitimate people in unnecessary red tape. And I'm talking about uh, the Black Lives Matter activist D. Ray McKesson suing the city of Baton Rouge for being arrested during a protest, uh, Black Lives Matter protest. So. The one uh just recently where they're talking where they're protesting over the death of Alden Sterling, but just another I mean, come on, you're protesting in the streets causing an enormous commotion with two hundred people and you get detained for for that and you're gonna cause a lawsuit? That's just to me that's absurd and it should just be thrown out immediately.
1: And I, I think it probably will be. I mean, it's an it's another thing. It's just it's a BS lawsuit, and you know the way to fix it. I think is loser pays, right? You know, if you bring a lawsuit to to uh, and and sue the state, you sue any person, and you lose, then you get to pay the court fees. Period. That's it. I'm just I'm sick of them. I know everybody else is.
0: I think, yeah. Uh, just unbelievable. Yeah, I'm quote. I'm reading here from the ABC News uh, article, and they say <laughs> he's suing them, saying that officers responded in a militarized and aggressive manner when they arrested him and other people. Well, yeah, I would probably respond that way as well if I was facing an angry mob of childish protesters. Yeah, I'm. I'm just saying.
1: I I would do the same thing. I mean, that's why, you know, these police departments have this equipment. Is exactly for this reason.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, what do you what else do you do when you see grown men and women throwing temper tantrums in the street? I mean
1: throwing bricks and throwing glass bottles at police officers and hitting people in the face with these bricks. Yeah, I got a big ass problem with that.
0: And I want to say too, I mean, this guy this guy's from Baltimore and he's just what, using his vacation time from work to fly down to Baton Rouge and protest for fun? I mean oh,
1: come on. No, it, it's like Al Sharpton. What do they really do? They race bait. That's all they're doing. You know, that is their job now. Black Lives Matter just like like Sharpton. They're you know, he's getting on a damn plane. Every time there's there's a there's an issue that isn't even necessarily about race. You know, some can argue that it is, some can argue that it's not. You know, it just may be that this dude was kind of acting like a criminal and being a jackass. And I mean it's it's a tragedy. But that doesn't mean it's a racially motivated murder. That's what I'm really sick about in this entire situation is why do people always jump the gun? Because it's easy. I think that's it. It's, it's easier to do that than actually wait for facts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> it's a it's it's a, a go-to fallback uh defense position. Um it's just something to it's almost just the it's the knee jerk reaction in, in situations like that.
1: Yeah. And and we're good at it as Americans, I can tell you that much. Going I would say going back to our original topic today. Um I think there's a little bit more. What's to our original say. topic today? You know, it was more about race um, and religion, really, I think, than anything. But I want to kind of tackle immigration because I think it ties into it. You know, I don't think any of us really, even on the right. I mean, we're we're right leaning, but I, I'm pretty sure we're not anti-immigration. We're just kind of anti. I don't want anybody to blow me up. You know. I mean, I'm, I'm the son of a... Put
0: me, put me down in that camp. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm definitely pro, pro don't blow me up.
1: Exactly, exactly. I, I f-
0: firmly stand on that side of the line.
1: If you talk to legal immigrants and, you know, I, I'm the son of one, a legal immigrant that came to the United States, not walking across a border, right? Had, had to take another mean of transport because there's a big ocean in between America and Australia, right? And...
0: Do, do kangaroos swim?
1: You know what? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I know they box. Maybe they should be in the Olympics for boxing.
0: I never thought about it until now, but right now I just have this like image of your dad just riding in a kangaroo pouch across the ocean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, he probably would have sunk that kangaroo. He's not a he's not a small man by any means. But uh, but anyway, you know, so with, with the immigrants of today, you know, my my father assimilated fairly well. Yeah, he's, sometimes he's hard to understand. You know, he's got that accent that everybody finds irritating. We want immigrants that will assimilate, that want to be in this country and want to work and want to make a better life for themselves. But I don't think we want people that are going to, like I said before, blow us up or suckle on the government teat. If you're going to be here for that, no, I'd prefer if you didn't come. But I'm 100% for legal immigration that are going to work hard.
0: Somebody needs to be writing this down right now. I think we have two. We're like reforming immigration right now. A, don't blow us up. That's number one. Two, no suckling at the teats of the government. Well, that's exactly.
1: that's B. Why? Why should we pay for them to come to the United
0: States? Well, no, I don't. I agree. Although there is that uh, troubling, troubling part where it's uh, give us your tired and your weak. You know, we definitely got a lot of that going on.
1: That you know what? Th- that's fine. But you know. Look at look at all the immigrants from from years past, you know. You look at the Irish, you look at the Polish, you look at the Chinese that came over. I mean, you know, a while ago, they were hard, damn working people. They didn't get handouts; they had to work for it. And I think if you ask that generation of immigrants versus the immigration immigrants of, or I'm sorry, the generation of immigrants today, they are hundred percent against illegal immigration, and they don't want amnesty amnesty is totally against what they've done their entire life they played by the rules and they're getting screwed
0: yeah who could blame them
1: you know open borders are stupid they just shouldn't exist period
0: yeah i mean you you look you look at our our country today as we sit right now with over 20 trillion dollars in debt and you basically just talk about opening the floodgates for people who who don't necessarily have jobs, don't have a means to support themselves, I mean, it's literally just we're drowning in debt and inviting more. Right. You know, it's, it's, it's like you have a sinking ship, and instead of trying to patch the hole, you just take an axe and try to make it bigger. Yeah. It's crazy. You know,
1: this isn't Europe, and I don't want it to be Europe. They can have all their open borders that they want, but I don't I Europe don't want doesn't that.
0: want it to be Europe right now.
1: Well, certain parts of Europe don't want it to be Europe, but people like Sweden <laughs> and the Germans. Germans are finally starting to catch on. But the Swedes, they have no clue. I mean, they've let in. I forget what the stat was. It was a big stat. And again, don't quote me on it 100%. But I think over the last 10 years, they've let like a million Islamic immigrants into their country. And they, I think their, their total size is maybe 10 or 11. So you're talking about a tenth of your population came in over the last 10 years. And have zero interest in assimilating into your culture, zero.
0: You know, it definitely. Uh, <laughs> when you think about it in those terms, and just the broad strokes of immigration, literally worldwide, it's you could almost see it as a as a play for world domination. I mean, literally set up set up enclaves in countries far and wide across the world, grow them over the course of a couple of generations. Uh, it's, you know, you're, you're shifting global dynamics.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's too much to ask, you know, for them to maybe pick up the bill every now and then pay your taxes if you're working, but I don't want to, I don't want to support you. I mean, I, we've got enough, you know, homeless and disabled people in the United States that I've got no problem helping, but I don't want you coming in just to get help.
0: It's a, it's a, it seems really kind of age-old argument I mean we have we have so much work no I mean we don't even have that figured out for for everyone here in the United States as it is right now I mean there there are still people that probably shouldn't be supported and others that probably do need a little hand up right now that aren't getting what they need and to just invite millions upon millions more who as you said have no interest in going through the proper channels Uh, You know, that's just really just inviting issues all the way around, so.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, you can look at it just to your point a second ago. the biggest, I think, contingent of people that's not getting the care they deserve is our veterans. You know, they're spending years and years in the military and doing something that most people would never do, kind of potentially giving their life or sacrificing themselves and their well-being for the good of a country and somebody else's country as well for other people around the world. And then they come home and we can't treat them because we're spending billions of dollars on illegal immigrants and their education and their health. And I I get it, you got a raw deal. You you know, you grew up in in South America where the village you're from is very, very poor and there's no work, you know, we're booked up here. We just don't have the resources at this point to be able to deal with the entire, you know, the entire world trying to come into the U.S.
0: Yeah. Instead of the so-called sanctuary cities, uh, we're looking at becoming a sanctuary country. And that's just uh, exactly that's that can't happen.
1: And if but if you do come in, I'm telling you, if you can assimilate, that would be great. And I think one way to do that is to try to break down some of these labels that we use. Like Mexican-American, African-American, Italian-American. If you're born in the United States, you should no longer be called an African-American or a Mexican-American. Yes, your heritage may be important to you, but you're an American, period. And if we can get through those labels, I think we'd be better off, with, as a country anyway, to be able to actually accept these people as part of our society. It's almost like they don't want to be. You see at immigration rallies, people are waving Mexican flags. Don't be stupid, wave an American flag. You shouldn't be waving a Mexican flag. That's where you came from. That's where you wanted to get away from. Yet, you can be proud to be Mexican. However, if you're a resident of the United States and you're a citizen, you need to be an American. You're not gonna go to Canada or to to England, for example, what are they, they're not going to call them English English Africans and <laughs> you know Canadian or African Canadians? No, you know what they call them? They call them Canadians, or they call them Brits, or they call them French. Period. Why can we not get to the same thing?
0: That's a good point. I think part of it might just be uh, it just might be generational. Uh, when you think about it, because back in the 1900s, when we had our first wave of really in- well. Probably more recent intense wave of of immigration uh, through Ellis Island. I mean, that cultural pride was was there, and you had a, a group of immigrants that uh, held on to those beliefs very tightly. And I think it might it might be that it just takes a generation or so until for people to kind of release some of that and fully embrace the American. Uh, values and, and and culture in itself i disagree
1: with that though because people of older generations they may have been polacks you know and they may have been you know irish or whatever and they did they kept their heritage but they were also proud to be in the united states and they assimilated as americans
0: that's true that's a good point i think i think that's the distinction right there you know it's 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 amazing that these people haven't figured it out yeah. No, I think that's the that's definitely the distinction. When you have somebody who's and and it kind of defies logic when you think about it. If you have a group of people or a person that's just going so hard and defying all rules uh, to to immigrate illegally uh, to cross these borders and and work so hard and pay so much money to get here and then to really not embrace where they've worked so hard to get to. It's kind of counterintuitive in, in, in some respects. In all respects.
1: You know, if if you want <laughs> to be here, that's great. Assimilate. Be proud to be an American and live the American way. But I don't understand why you'd want to immigrate to a country that you didn't like their values. You didn't like the culture. If you're not going to embrace it, why are they here?
0: These are excellent points.
1: Unfortunately, Man, nobody has the answer to that question, do they?
0: I don't know, but I feel like we made a lot of headway on today's show. That's for sure.
1: I do. I do too. I do too. But you know, you you, you look at labels, right? And there was a um, fairly not large controversy, but there was some kind of pushback from one of the CNN hosts recently. They wrote an article for CNN.com. W. Kamau Bell, he's also a a comedian, about um, how he thought that Michael Phelps should give his honor of walking into the opening ceremonies at the Olympics, he should give that to a Muslim woman, the fencing uh, athlete, um, Ibtihaj Muhammad, but simply because she's a Muslim woman competing in a hijab that's it why is that
0: i'm pretty sure she didn't get to the olympics just with those qualifications so why should she be reduced to those as the as the standard for being the flag bearer right
1: i i mean she's sitting there probably trying to defy every label that's ever been put on her but she is a u.s born muslim from new jersey She's, she's not an immigrant, you know. And even she said the other day, and I'm going to paraphrase kind of what she said, talking about Donald Trump, and she said, I have nowhere to go. My family is born here. We have nowhere to go. This is the only home we've ever known. Well, he's not talking about deporting people that are already here. He's simply talking about stopping the people that we don't know who they are from coming
0: in. Well, that's just the selective hearing and the selective interpretation that the left so frequently displays, and even more so during this uh, campaign season. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. Even, I almost don't want to get started, but that's pretty much the whole point of this podcast is right? to get started. So,
1: <laughs> but it just—it's—it's um, it's amazing to me to to have a an athlete like that who has broken down so many barriers, just doing that, who. Is even in a commercial, in a Mini Cooper commercial. I don't know if you saw it, but she's I in a commercial, and the Mini Cooper was all about defying labels, and it has a whole range of, of different folks in it, her included, you know. And and she's trying to defy her label as just a Muslim, but here Kamal Bell is, who's she? He, he's really just putting that label on her again. Yeah. He is tagging her with it, throwing it on her back, and saying, "All right, here you go." Go ahead. Walk us through the procession, please. How ridiculous is that? If I were her, I'd be pissed. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's no,
0: just me. That's, uh, that's, no, I, she probably, I don't know. I don't know how she feels about it. I wouldn't pretend to know, but I would agree with your interpretation 100%. Well, I'd love, I would love to talk to it, her
1: about it. You know, she's not going to, she's not going to call us, that's for sure. Right but yeah, Well, yeah, you, the, know, she, you know, she did the whole fencing thing, but, you know. Maybe after, maybe after the Olympics, we'll have her, we'll have her uh, sit down and talk with us.
0: That whole world-class athlete thing that she has going on right now. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, the Olympics are over here in a couple of days anyway, right? So she'll have some free time after that. They just
0: got started.
1: Well, just got started, but it's only a couple weeks long. So every four years, so she's got four more years.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's got a lot of downtime coming up. I see what you're saying.
1: Exactly. She's gonna do a press tour at least. May as well start with us, right?
0: Yeah, may as well stop by the podcast. We'll, why, heck, why not see if we can't get Michael Phelps as well, right? Get his perspective. Yeah,
1: exactly. Why not? Most decorated, uh, decorated Olympian in the history of the world yet. He's not good enough to carry a flag and he needs to give it up. That's just bullshit.
0: Man, I can't believe. this. This uh, The time's flown by today. This has been a crazy, crazy episode. It's been a it's been a good one, I would say, arguably our best. <laughs>
1: yeah, the uh, the bar wasn't set too high, <laughs> but <laughs> this is definitely probably sure, our
0: best. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's what all our critics are saying. Yeah, you know, rave reviews. Exactly. So, our,
1: well, our our 20ish Twitter followers, we've gained a few since last time, Mike.
0: I saw that. Yeah, we're we're crushing it on Twitter right now. Yeah. So definitely urge you to to follow us. Yeah, don't what's forget our Twitter to follow
1: handle? us on uh, on Twitter at LL and P podcast.
0: Yeah, join us on Twitter. Uh, look out for our weekly episodes on our website. Robert, what's the website? Website is life liberty and what's pursuit. What's the website, Robert? Blog. Shut up for a minute. I'm trying to speak here.
1: <laughs> it's life liberty and pursuitblog.wordpress.com.
0: Check us out there and we will see you next week. And what I think I kind of want to just recap our rules. What were our rules for immigration? Don't blow us up and
1: assimilate.
0: Don't suck on the government tee. <laughs> there it is. We
1: only had three and we All couldn't right. remember them. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, that's because that's I hadn't had a chance to review my notes yet. And with that, we'll see you next episode. Thanks for joining us on the Life, Liberty and the Pursuit podcast.